Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast. My name's Everett, and this is a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts, just think of us as a group of friends you know, uh, you know, your friend Everett, Kendall, Seth, and Matt, and we're all just chatting it up, talking about movies. In this instance, Alien Resurrection. We've been going through the series starting with Aliens, because last October we did Alien for our month of horror. You can go back and check that out, and as well as Aliens and Alien 3 episodes on our website, geekcinemapod.com, or however you're accessing this episode right now. So go check those out. Um, In this episode, there are spoilers for Alien Resurrection, obviously, as well as... I'm gonna say the entire franchise is probably not safe. Um, Alien 3 for sure has spoilers. So, without further ado, enjoy the conversation. <laughs> I need to shave. I haven't Same. shaved in a while. Yeah, I'm I get, I'm I get really kinda, lazy about that. Sometimes when I need a like a um, a boost in my looks, I let my facial hair grow out till it looks really gross, and then I shave it, and then I think I look really, really good. Uh, I guess beauty, that, beauty I guess tips with Seth. So yeah. lives a lonely so life. make yeah. myself look like shit for a long yep. time. Yep, beauty <laughs> tips with Seth. And How then do... when I look normal, I think I look good. <laughs> yep. yep, it works. So long time no see. Yeah, it's been jokes since, aren't funny. You know, my jokes are hilarious. Uh, we just saw each other for the listeners. We That's did. Why I said We've that. been seeing each other for, for the hours. Listeners. Oh, they're supposed to say we did. Oh. Um, we just did the Guardians podcast, so we have no new movies to discuss, really. No. So for this one, I saw one back on Aliens. Oh, but lots of these Alien movies podcasts seem to go for a while. So (laughs) I guess we'll get into it. But first, I want to say, last week we did Alien Three, and that was fun. Did you enjoy Alien Three? I hated Alien Three. Did you enjoy it? It was okay. I didn't like it, Matt. I'm not sure how you feel either, and I'm how about to show funny. and I'm about to show us why. Why I, I feel I, that I way. I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious. I just want to comment on this, but <laughs> I I edited the podcast for Alien Three last week and uh-huh. put this oh, little I need headphones gem is together. What you're saying? No, I I yeah, I know what you're going to so, say. So uh, this is a. Uh, I like I said, like I have a long history of this film of like I don't understand it. I don't like it. And the older I get, the more I like, I I like it, but. The theatrical cut, I'm still not crazy about. It's still my least favorite Alien film, the theatrical. I will rank the theatrical lower than either of the Alien versus Predator films. I like both versions. I, I really miss the orig- the theatrical because it's one I grew up with, like the the ending, because it was powerful. Like no, no. That was the one note that I think Fox had that was that was okay. I really liked this. I really like the assembly cut. I don't like the theatrical. I really <laughs> like the assembly. And... Uh, <laughs> That's, that's a little thirty-seven okay. clip, thirty-seven second clip I put together. I, All right, I All right. That middle part I was talking about. I like the ending of the theatrical more. Yeah, you took oh, them out okay. of context. Oh, I yeah. do remember that. Me, yeah. I didn't try to. I yeah. was. I was. I listened back to this multiple times. I was going back and forth. You were like, like, "What the fuck? What are you is going about? on yeah. here?" No, I like the. I like. I gotta take these off now. Okay. Um, I like the ending of the theatrical more because I feel like it's got more weight to it. Um, and while it's gratuitous, like I feel like the moment is heavy. Whereas in the assembly cut, we are watching Ripley just simply falling, and oh, it's okay. brief. And I like the drawn out, like blood come up, the queen burst, and she goes down, 
holding it down to her chest so it can't go anywhere but the but the fiery pit yep more moving and so. yet wait we're back it's what? not over it's Seth. not over it's not i like it so now i remember i can definitely remember uh, a conversation seth and i had not word for word but mm. last october when we watched alien aliens and alien three in a row and we were very upset after alien three mm-hmm. and then it comes across our minds we're like what's gonna happen in the fourth one yeah right how does that make any sense well, it's called resurrection but she fell into a bunch of flames mm-hmm. yep well it's so. an interesting story well are we gonna now hands together stay, like a fly. say whether we liked it or not we'll get there We'll get there. We'll get there. I don't want to know yet. I don't want to know yet. Let me walk you through some stuff. Okay. All right. We watched so, it though. We did. We watch did it. watch <laughs> it. We all watched it. Let me just say, I like Alien Resurrection. I like it a lot. It's a fun film. Uh, that is my opinion. So you'll see how that kind of colors my <laughs> colors I this this I whole thing. I thought we were gonna say. No, you guys. Are <laughs> just, I, I'm the storyteller. Okay. Uh, so initially, Fox. Um, commissioning uh, an alien versus predator script in 1991 um they thought after the ending of alien 3 and the fact that they couldn't get sigourney weaver on board because she thought it was an awful idea it was like there's no way i'm going to be a part of that we're killing my character in part three but after multiple drafts it went nowhere they couldn't do anything even though they thought it'd be the perfect jumping off point to introduce like new blood uh into the series new acidic blood after that <laughs> failed and failed miserably for a couple of years, it was put on the shelf. But eventually, as all things do, there comes a new guard. And Fox had a new guard. And one of the executives that was a higher, like the enterprising executive of Fox at the time, um, was particularly into aliens. And he felt that alien could continue and had a germ, a germ of an idea and he talked to Guyler and Hill about it. He's like, what, how could, you know, what if we, what if we cloned her? But, but it was just an idea and that disappeared for a long time. This guy and a few others saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. and the film and they liked the writing style of Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. And so they brought, they brought him in and the initial script, idea number, we got a few ideas here. Idea number one was that the last film was a cryosleep nightmare. That would have been fucking awesome. And that's oh, how we're going to ride our yeah. way out of it. And we're going to bring back uh, Newt and Hicks. Hell yeah. God, why do I always like the ideas so much? <laughs> right? He's it makes genius. me sad. Um, but however, Sigourney Weaver vetoed that idea. <laughs> Damn it. She felt like it. She was so proud of Alien 3. Oh, yeah. Even though the way everything went with it, she was so proud of it, and she felt like it was her best dramatic piece she's ever done and wanted, you know, wanted it to still mean something. She, she didn't want to become, oh, look, Ripley's awake and aliens are, aliens are around. You know, like she didn't want to become essentially like a Freddy Krueger, Jason kind of character, like at every film that, that, that icon wakes up, comes back to life, right? So, okay. Never mind. And after she vetoed that idea, the studio were pretty upset with her and was like, eh, let's, let's not do anything with her. So 
Guyler and Hill, they got them back involved, and their idea was Alien 3 happened, but Newt's dad was a geneticist uh, and was developing human cloning back then. And her DNA was acquired along with her dad's research, and the company would use Newt's quote-unquote perfect DNA to create the first fully realized human clone 200 years after Alien 3. And along with Newt's DNA, they found alien DNA. And of course, it would they would be cloned as well, would lead to an outbreak. Josh Sweden did a 30-page treatment of this that he was actually really proud of. And he still, I recently like talked about it in an interview, that he was proud of that, script, that treatment and felt like it could have been a new and exciting way the franchise could have gone. Pause. Is he proud of this? No. And we'll get there why. Well, that's very funny because he is not proud of Buffy, the movie, either. Right. So. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> so, studio liked the treatment, but they had since changed their mind. They said, take Newt out, put Ripley in. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get Sigourney Weaver on board. So, uh, Joss went through five different drafts before coming to... Uh, one that the studio and Sigourney Weaver was happy with. Uh, Sigourney Weaver thought the idea of a clone would be a different version of Ripley, like a repressed side of Ripley that was maybe, that was different, maybe more overconfident uh, or never took anything too seriously. So it seemed interesting to her. And she signed on as long as they would give her again a co-producer credit and she would have complete and total control over the Ripley character. And which they did. So the project was officially green-lighted. Josh Whedon was a hardcore, like super hardcore fan of Alien. Like this was his holy grail. And at the time, like, and I quote, felt like this was going to be the crown jewel of his career. Ooh. Right. Um, (laughs) So the initial final script, which is not the, ends up being the final script, uh, has the entire third act take place on earth ship crashes uh into a forest area and then we see aliens on earth not only the newborn but also normal xenomorphs um and we get this kind of really kind of cool cool idea of the aliens in a forest not only that but with snow on the ground and just thought it would look cool because i will tell you that as a horror fan that i think some of the coolest settings is snow because like blood on snow just looks really creepy and out of place so i think that was kind of the idea like the end of force awakens or like pee on the snow mm. like pee on snow. or just true. aliens in the snow um snowmen snow aliens snow aliens so snowball fight. uh the third <laughs> act had to be rewritten uh it was it was thrown out um and we'll get to that but danny so what they needed now the that the script was finalized and weaver was on board is that they needed a director. And they would talk to Paul W.S. Anderson, who would go to go on to direct uh, Alien vs. Predator and Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat. Hmm. They thought after Mortal Kombat that he had a he had something. That's that was their thought. Okay, like this is nineteen ninety five ish. Then they approached Danny Boyle, uh, the guy who directed Twenty Eight Days Later, Some Dog Millionaire, and Sunshine. He turned it down because he didn't want to do an effects film. But I don't know if you've ever seen Sunshine, but that movie is so full, like has thousands of effects. Uh, Sunshine has Cillian Murphy and it's about the sun exploding. It's a sci-fi film. It's a cool thriller. (laughs) Then they went to, uh, they 
went to Peter Jackson and David Cronenberg. Whoa. Also turned down. So it was getting to the it was getting to the point where it was ridiculous. Uh, but one of the studio executives had seen a movie, a French film called *The City of Lost Children*, by Jean Pierre. Uh, hold on, his last name Jean Pierre Jeanette is how the best thing that I got for you. But that's and he would go on to direct this film. Uh, they felt like he had the style the movie needed. They wanted art house, sci-fi. Where did it go? Horror with a touch of black comedy. That's what they wanted. <laughs> of course, <What> happened? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, Jeanette being uh, French, he actually required a translator throughout not only the meetings that he would go through, but production as a whole. Sigourney Weaver checked out. So the translator really directed is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he lied um, the whole time. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver checked out uh, City of Lost Children. And she uh, she approved of him because she also that was another thing in her contract was that uh, she had say in the director. She felt he had the energy needed for the script. And come to find out, uh, Jeanneau, uh, Jeanette, sorry, was a huge fan of Ridley Scott. And Sigourney Weaver felt his heart was in the right place, especially after Alien 3, feeling like David Fincher was kind of a gun for hire. Somebody they brought in had a style they wanted, whereas this person was like, my heart's here. Like, I love Alien. Not saying David Fincher didn't or anything like that, but brought in so last minute after, you know, like after all the other people. Right. Like this was somebody that actually had a vision the studio liked, could develop that vision. And we weren't going to go anywhere. However, however, okay. Large however. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got plenty of howevers. Uh, uh, Jeanette was not a fan of Aliens, Alien 3, or the dreadful Alien 2 on Earth. Because hmm. he, he would have seen it. He would, actually, because like, it came out over there, mm-hmm. and he was apparently a, he was appalled by it, but not as much, not as, much as Aliens. Wow. He hates Aliens. He actually admired uh, Fincher's style. And shots of Alien Three, he felt like the camera work and the uh, the visuals were were fantastic. So he felt he felt mixed. Fox continuing the franchise was a huge mistake to him. Uh, but however, he was curious uh, to make a Hollywood film, as no at this time no French directors had really made the transition to Hollywood. So he was curious to hear what they had to say, and a meeting was planned. Um, they pitched their script to him. He read it over, and initially, pretty much he was told this is a fresh start, and he could he could virtually ignore Aliens and Alien 3, just throw in like a simple line, which is essentially all we get. We get two lines in this film. So after hearing that, he was up for it. He completely agreed, and whenever this got out on like the Hollywood kind of like uh, news reporter stuff like that at the time, like E! Entertainment News, people went fucking crazy because... They were confused at why there was another alien film, why Sigourney Weaver was back, <laughs> and why there was a French guy directing it. Be- and like, they did a they did a press kind of like announcement interview, and Jeanette's translator did the entire interview, and Jeanette just sat there and stared at the camera. <laughs> so I like pe- him. People were very very like, huh? A big selling point, like I said, yeah. was the City of Lost Children. They liked the strange ideas and visuals that Jeanette had brought to that film, and they urged him to bring that and put 
that into Alien Resurrection. To do this, he fil- he flew out his constant collaborator, uh, which is Mark Caro. But Mark, being a French guy and used to smaller productions and kind of like, here's what I'm doing. Here's here's what here's the vision. This is what we're following. Doing that in France and then coming over here and realizing that it's a committee. And after his work got numerous notes from the studio, left two weeks later. Said, fuck it. I'm done. So that left Jeanette on his own. And he felt to give the studio what they wanted. He needed he needed to not only find a new collaborator, but the idea in his head was, if I can inject one personal idea or feeling into each scene of this film, he could give it that unique vision thereafter. So he storyboarded, storyboarded out the entire script, like almost overnight. He presented it to the studio the next morning, and the studio was pleased, but Joss Whedon was not. Jeanette obviously reworked the ending and actually ended up proposing five new different endings to Whedon's initial rewritten because Joss's vision was initially to him too expensive and too much, too too over the top for what Jeanette wanted to do. This is why Joss hates the film because every everything he had in mind, like vision-wise, whenever he wrote the script... Jeanette essentially did the opposite thing. Hmm. And Joss said that watching this film was the most painful experience. Oh, God. And heartbreaking experience. Because his name is right there in bold letters. I, yeah, like right there as the film starts. And like the studio was happy with it. The studio loved it. But he was he tried to distance himself as far away from this film as possible and still does to this day. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that Jeanette added in uh, that were personal uh is he introduced the aliens underwater scene i like that scene uh frozen whiskey the acid spitting alien um he wanted to put a crew member in a wheelchair as he thought that would be different and interesting uh and the captain pulling out his brain that was all that was just some of the things that he put in that he felt were personal and would make this different and what the studio was looking for which was art house horror sci-fi with a dash of dark comedy. A dash. A dash. <laughs> a really a... large dash. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jeanette had no, but here's the thing. So Jeanette, after storyboarding all this, realized that he did not know how to shoot a Hollywood film. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen The City of Lost Children. It's a beautiful film, but it's a lot of long shots, right? So what he did is he would go out and he saw all the modern Hollywood films he could in theaters and renting them, and he would count. He would count the cuts and the steps in how to shoot and cut an action scene. What movies were he was he watching? Whatever was hot at 1995-ish. So like we're talking Jurassic Park and things like that is around this time. I definitely felt Jurassic Park a few times in this. Mm-hmm. And it's something he did, uh, and this is kind of a, this is kind of a, a thing I think musicians, you guys might do sometimes, as do I. I know I do. But days before shooting commenced, he paid to go see his own film. Uh, it was playing on Sunset Boulevard, uh, and this is City of Lost Children, the one the studio was all hyped up about, and left the theater completely depressed. 
and made a Ten Commandments list of what not to do on Alien Resurrection. Yes. Okay. I do that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You okay. pay to see your own film? No. I listen to music that I've written. And recorded. And it makes me really upset. And then I write all the things that, but not write, but take mental notes of all the things that I want to do different next time. Hmm. Um, so some of his Ten Commandments included have wide shots to know where everyone visually is in the audience. And I, after reading that, I noticed that a lot more of this viewing. Don't surprise the actors with improv, as that was something that he did a lot on City of Lost Children. And to think about fear. He wanted to think about fear uh, due to hating scary movies. And he felt if he could bring that fear to life and push himself to do it, he would he would get the 1979 alien feeling that Ridley Scott got um, instead of putting humor in dire situations. Now, I will tell you, that's not how it ended up at all. Like, I'm not so sure that was <laughs> like he broke that commandment, but it was in his mind. It was something he attempted. So eventually, since Mark had left his collaborator, mm. he got in touch with uh, Nigel Phelps. Who had previously been in, and here we go, we're going to connect back to our culture, was the art director on Batman 1989. He felt Nigel was the person for the job, but to be sure, okay, now here we go, to be sure he demanded a meeting with Nigel at his home, and they sat down for what Nigel thought was going to be like a really tense meeting, and he said, where's your bookshelf? And Nigel's like, well, it's like over in the room, and he went and looked. And he came back and he said, okay, you got the job. Because Jeanette feels that you can tell, and I believe this, I subscribe to this idea, uh, you can tell a lot about people by what they surround themselves with, what films they watch, what books they read. And you can tell if this person's going to be more like you or more not like you. Like, are you going to kind of see a lot of the same things because you see a, you share some of the same tastes? Uh, obviously, he was pleased. So... Just a fun little fact. Hmm. Jeanette and Nigel uh, both wanted to make this film uh, aesthetically feel like Alien. They had to fight Fox on this as Fox wanted something more flashy due to the Star Wars Wars films uh, being back in theaters at this time. This is when the special editions came out. And not only that, Fox knew and was seeing pre-visualizations of what the George Lucas prequels would be and how flashy those were going to be. So they felt like maybe we can keep up with it, and it ended up obviously coming to a somewhat of a compromise. We get a little bit of flash, but I definitely feel like the ship interiors feel a lot like the '79 Alien. It's because more, they feel real. They do feel real. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I mean, they just they they have that kind of grimy like, uh, like very like, um, like utilitarian feel to them hmm. um yeah. so in august of 1996 choices made for alien resurrection to be filmed in la of all places um this is the first film not to be shot in england uh this was due to sigourney weaver because she felt the travel exhausted the crew and actors and not only that that by the time you travel to england and move everything over to england you're spending way more money we could stay here save money that was the idea. So it was a hard it was a hard time finding. Believe it or not, Fox of all people had a hard time finding a place to construct their sets. Uh, this was due to Titanic, The Lost World, and Starship Troopers 
all filming in LA at this time. Eventually they found like two empty warehouses. They were not ever film studios before. So uh, Fox still owns these studios and uh, one of them is now a huge, they would build the huge water tank that we see. And that water tank still stands. They use it for many, many films. Hmm. So the script called for 200 meters of corridors. And at the time, they thought with a budget that they could probably afford that because it was a $70 million budget. But, however, they could not. So 25 meters of corridors were built in a way that they were essentially three pieces and they could be reconfigured into new and distinct corridors in easy, simple ways. Which I like that because the other option was that they were going to do green screen because Lucas was doing a lot of green screen and thought they could get away with it. So we almost did not have, uh, almost did not have physical sets. He brought uh, Jeanette brought on the French his French crew that he had used before with this film because they were to him they were fast workers and it would be easier if he could directly speak to them instead of going through a translator to speak to them. An ongoing joke, fun fact with the crew was that they had no idea what they were filming, they had no idea what the fuck was going on. And that they were going to have to wait till the DVD came out so they could read the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, we get around. Uh, we're almost to shooting, but Jeanette wanted something. And he wanted something that Ridley Scott had, that James Cameron had, and that David Fincher kind of had. And that was H.R. Giger. He wanted Giger to come and do a new drone, he wanted a new queen, and he wanted this hybrid. Giger obviously turned him down because after Alien 3, he was like, I'm not dealing anymore with Fox. I'm not dealing with the alien stuff. Like, I, I, it's, all, it's all said and done on my end. So since that didn't work out, Jeanette bought books that contained all of Giger's works and told the production and art department to observe <laughs> and design the creatures in the spirit of Giger as he felt it would keep alive and preserve the purity of the initial alien film, which is what he was. He wanted this to feel like aliens so much. So like he went to great lengths to try to achieve this. Mm. Um, so since we're talking about creatures, let me talk about the newborn for a second. It was the subject of much controversy. Sigourney Weaver particularly felt uncomfortable around it, but appreciated that it added something new and it was a riff on the maternal angle that was present in aliens and she felt that it would be a nice, that it would resonate with fans and be a nice callback. Um, we'll get into the newborn a little bit later. <laughs> There's so much more. You have no idea how much more, how much worse it could have been. But fun, fun little thing is that eventually Giger did see this film and was pleased and felt like Jeanette honored him um, in the designs that were, that were eventually brought to life. Uh, so much so that he sought out a face-to-face meeting uh, uh, with the director over tea. Invited him to like his fucking... Giger has a castle, a creepy-ass fucking castle, and invited him there. Um, Goals. Right? <laughs> uh, filming started in October of 1996. It went on until February of 1997. It was actually the most, the, a relatively easy shoot. Uh, Sigourney Weaver felt it was the best and smoothest of all the Alien films. Wow. Relatively no hiccups, no notes from the studio, nothing major. Like it was show up for work, do it, done. Nothing like Alien 3. So the choice was made 
whenever shooting commenced to film the most difficult sequence first. This was the underwater sequence. A huge 36 by 45 by four and a half meter tank was constructed and the cast went through rigorous training with professional divers to accomplish what the scene called for. However, the director couldn't figure out how to shoot it because he couldn't figure out how in the world he could get a camera in there and make it look, make it look right. He felt like it would look too washed out. One of the making of people that was doing uh, just the behind the scenes stuff that Fox actually apparently started doing around this time because DVD was a thing, mm-hmm. uh, dropped his camera in the water on accident, just randomly dropped it in there. And it was a, supposedly like it was a, it was a waterproof camera. Whenever like the footage was looked at, it was clear. Somehow it was clear. A normal, and this was a cheap camera. Hold on, let me say that again. This is a cheap camera. This was sh- like almost like one of those VHS consumer level cameras um, you would buy from Walmart hmm. that they were shooting the behind the scenes stuff on because it didn't really matter the quality. Like it All could right. be digital, it could be whatever. And so the entire, so after after seeing that, the director was like, okay, like I'm going to send the cameraman and DP inside with handheld little cameras and that's how we're going to do the scene with cr- like crappy cameras from Walmart. Okay. And so apparently it was it was enough and they touched it up and the scene obviously looked great. Um I couldn't tell I like I was specifically watching for that this time around to see if I could tell the difference between before the water and after the water and I mean I could not. Of course there's always going to be like the tent the underwater tent to it, but it didn't look terrible or consumer level for instance. Mm-hmm. Um Winona Ryder, it took a hell of a lot of convincing to do the uh underwater scene. She almost drowned when she was 12. So they were going to use a body double, but the body double was going to have to be a man because there was no stunt double that was willing to cut their hair. And eventually she got over it and just did it. Um, Yeah, Winona. Right. And that was the first week of shooting. And it was very much like trial by fire for the the cast and crew to kind of get together and figure this out because it was the most stressful part of it. But once it was done, you know, Easy days lay ahead. Mm. So Sigourney Weaver had complete control of her character. And what she had done is she had made a notebook with ideas and thoughts that she felt this new, this Ripley 8 should be and should have. This led to many discussions with the director and some scenes were completely reworked instead of being shot as they were scripted. Uh, Something, a choice was also made and I noticed it this time was that they chose to li- uh, light Ripley different. I don't know if you noticed, but she kind of has a hue around her, and there's a lot of scenes where the light is behind her and you don't see her features. And the idea was is that this would completely make her different than everybody else, and she would feel alien to all the other people. Filming wrapped, Fox decided that due to like to the nature of the shoot being simple, easy, no problems that Jeanette could make his cut, but they would have final cut. Uh, the result of this is a theatrical cut, uh, was Fox's cut. They threw out a few, basically like just minor things. The biggest thing was the ending. Uh, cause Jeanette had a different, a slightly different ending and a slightly different beginning. And of course you can check it out on the blu-ray like you can see both versions but it's not it's not much of a difference and we'll get in and talk about it it was released in 
uh, November November 6, 1997, saw modest success in the States, but a huge success in Europe as uh, the draw of Jeanette was more than they thought it would be. Mm. Um, and that's how this film made its money back and kept its head afloat. Because if it wouldn't have been for that, they would have been probably like, I don't know, $30 million in the hole, at least. It made $161 million. Hmm. So, and now, yeah, that's that's the story. It was pretty, compared to Alien 3, this was a walk in the park. <laughs> Let's, uh, I, we'll get into like the differences. Party. I guess because we're talking about the opening, uh, let me tell you about the director's cut opening. It would feature like, up, it has like up close shots of uh, what looks like an alien only to come back and it's revealed it's a mosquito and it slams against the ship of the Betty <laughs> and then alien resurrection. <laughs> so what? Right, why like is that, there a mosquito? Well, uh, that comes from an idea uh, that Jeanette Jurassic had. Park. Yeah. N- right. No, it comes from an idea Jeanette had uh, to give viewers that there wasn't something quite right with Ripley that uh, she would get a mosquito that would come and it would land on her and it would go to uh, draw her blood and then all of a sudden the mosquito would just explode. <laughs> so that like, but that was deemed too expensive and too ridiculous. So he's like, okay, I'll put my mosquito at the top of the film because apparently he had to have a mosquito. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay, so there's a mosquito flying around in space. Your your face is my face. Okay, <laughs> I was just making sure that we're you talking about the same You did see the same thing. movie as us, right? Yeah, but so now that we're here, did you like it, Seth? Uh, I hate to say that I did kind of like it. Not like not it. like yeah. loved it, and right. not like I mean, it's like, popcorn. I, it's I thought I was gonna hate it. Yeah, I know you did. And then in the end, I. It's not like I thought it was a great movie. It's not even necessarily. It's not like a, a great movie. I, 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 I had like fun watching it. I had fun watching it. Yeah. Kendall likes this one. This I is like the this one. one. This is yeah. This is Kendall. The one Kendall. I likes. feel like is there another one? Uh no. Okay, no. I have very vivid memories of another movie. Interesting. Ever did you and like it's it? not with Predator. Huh. I don't know where I got this from. Hmm. Hmm. I'm crazy. Everett did not but like I this But I still movie. like this one. I had a fun experience watching this movie, and I did not like it, and never, will never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> you would rather watch those other three movies he than this one. He never said the third one. Yeah, he never, never said the third no, one. No, he likes Alien and Alien. If, if you held a gun to my head, and you said Alien, Alien 3 2 or again, Alien 4. But I will probably never watch Alien again. I don't care about Alien I 3, Alien, but I will watch this anytime. Alien the first one I watched it for the first time last year. That might be in my top twenty favorite movies I of all time. Never now. want to watch that movie again. Yeah. So if you had a gun to your head, Alien Three or Alien Resurrection. Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, let's that see. So we opened Worm the Tongue. Yeah. Well. Okay. So Brad Dorif, right? Uh, no. Pretty Worm pretty tongue. interesting seeing him in here. Like he was. Uh, yeah, I thought he did a great job. He did a great job. Like as that. I lead feel like they should have gave scientist. him more. Yeah. I wish he had more. He was an interesting character. I thought it was going to stick around for a while. When it starts, we get a bunch of names, and I'm like, what? Right? Yeah. Huh? I only know two names. I did not know Winona Ryder was in this, so right. I didn't either. Her name came up. That was the first one, and I was like, oh. 
I remember. I forgot it was her, but I remembered the mole. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, when she gets the like <laughs> she cord pulls thing. Her mole out. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Plug yeah. in plug her in. ox cord. <laughs> that was weird looking. So I'll tell you my a little bit of my history with uh, Alien Resurrection is that like aliens, the first time I ever saw anything from Alien Resurrection, like I, the very first thing I think I saw actually was like I was in the kitchen and we had a tiny little like CRT TV and Entertainment Weekly mentions a new alien movie. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how is that going to happen? And then hearing uh, HBO was going to run a special like a making of and I didn't have HBO. But my friend Mike, who I watched Aliens with, did. So plans were made to stay at Mike's and watch all three Alien films. And while we would do that, his dad would record the making of and we would watch the making of. Um, it didn't quite go down like that, but we ended up watching the making of anyway. Mm-hmm. So there was so super excited because of that. Uh, I was not allowed to go to the theater and see it. My parents were like, get real. Like, whatever. Um, didn't have time either. But the weirdest thing was is going to Walmart and seeing McFarlane toys, mm-hmm. like Mick Sp- he, you know, he did Seth? Spawn, Movie Maniac, stuff like that. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and Walmart had Alien Resurrection toys. And not only that, they had like the newborn toy. What? And like it wasn't a toy. Like they were more or less like statues. But it was really weird. I was like, what the hell is this thing? And there's other types of aliens. So since I couldn't go see it in theaters, I eventually found comic books. I read the comic books. The comic books had the, had the director's cut ending. And I also got a hold of the novelization. I read the novelization. And just some of the things I can remember from the novelization uh, is that it's not told from just Ripley's point of view. Some scenes are told from the lead xenomorph, the one that breaks out first, uh, and that you see going back and forth with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some scenes are told from his point of view. But some scenes are told from the queen's point of view. Uh, and then, of course, you get Ripley some. Well, they're not speaking. You just see what's happening. But you hear their thoughts, and it's really weird. Oh, well, that's stupid. Was it like their newfound roars? <laughs> right. No, they had they had cognitive thoughts. Uh, Ripley also had tubes on her back. Like, like an alien? Like an alien. Uh, she could also breathe underwater. And there were mentions of... The t- uh, a team after T-Rex. she died trying to find the alien homeworld with no success. And I, this movie, like, after watching it again, I it, it moves at a breakneck pace. Or maybe it's just me because, like, I told you guys when we did the Predator podcast that I used to watch Predator and Aliens and an Ernest film whenever we would take trips. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I knew, like, I knew every line in this movie, like... Even the most throwaway, silly lines, I was like, here's that line. Like, oh, here's this line. Like, I've seen this movie so many times. Um, but I still found things that were interesting. And ironically, it's a mystery. So the pacing does not go well with that. Like, it moves too fast for mm. a mystery. Yeah. And yet that's the way they set it up. Yeah, yeah. They definitely set it up like a mystery. And, like, you're introduced to an alien five minutes in. Like we see the queen of all things five minutes in and the chest bur- they pull the chest burster out of Ripley two minutes into the movie. I like the uh, the opening um, narrative. It's kind of a callback to Newt. You know, my mommy said there were no monsters. Like, yeah, I that's what that. I thought too. Yeah, that I like that. It's not stated, but it takes 10 years for them to grow uh, a perfect clone of Ripley and the queen. So, hmm. Uh, yeah, it seemed like it all happened pretty fast. 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, that's how, that's how long it took for them to do that. Um, Did you catch Clone? Hmm? Did you, were you thinking Clone Seth? Clone what? In the movie. Yeah, what? What? What are you Did asking? Did you think this was Resurrection. A, did you think this was a clone situation? Did you know it was going to be a clone? Um, I had no idea. No idea? Wait, no, I, I think I ended up, like, before, like, okay, the mindset I was thinking of was that don't, whenever don't we talk watched, with your nose. when we watched Alien for the first time, mm-hmm. and then we watched Aliens, and then Alien 3, and I was pissed, and then thinking about uh, Alien Resurrection, I was like, what? You know, but then when we watched uh, Stephen Colbert. King. Mm. Oh, I yeah. Heard, mm-hmm. he, he said, no. She said bring Ripley back to life or something like that, didn't she? I don't remember. Yeah. I, I was ignoring that part so I wouldn't get spoiled. Yeah. I just remember her talking about incubating. No, I didn't think about it until we got into the movie and then she had a eight on her arm. And I was like, eight clones perhaps right yeah and yeah, that's why I, I thought 11 huh yeah. um the birthing scene is always still always interesting like kind of her emerging from her egg sac and you know she had green fingernails yes yeah they looked gross i right. thought they were supposed to be metallic like their teeth I, I maybe they were meant to be that uh see it's another here's another weird thing is that the aliens actually in this film they look brown right I thought they looked metallic, wet. Okay. Well, they're actually like blue green. Like they're like green, like blue with green highlights all over them. Hmm. But based on their surroundings and whatnot and the way they lit them, they look brown a lot of the movie. I didn't see brown. I think I saw brown. Sorry, you blind. I don't know. He saw it too. And I, I saw am ma- blind. like just wet black. Yeah. And um, then uh, when they were CG looking, they looked like like metal. Yeah, like they, wet they did metal. Like metal. Um, which, speaking of, this is our first completely CGI xenomorph. Wait, all of them were CGI? No, 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 no. Okay, because I was like, no. No, because there's uh, no, someone like, that crawls, you see, crawls into the yeah. escape pod. <laughs> anytime you see legs, it's a CGI xenomorph. He's saying, like, the full body. When you see the full uh, body, it's. Gotcha. They made some puppets. Um, no complete puppets, but like they would make the upper torso, torso, the xenomorphs, and the head. Mm. Um, but often it was uh, dancers in suits. It's pretty much what what the main uh, xenomorph <laughs> would look like. <laughs> um, they were Dancing. designed to be more cunning and ruthless than what we'd seen before. I, I like kind of when see, uh, I can the one see. froze that guy and he ripped his arm off. Yeah, yeah. I could kind of. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> that was good. I could kind of see that. I Revenge. Could, I could kind of oh see God. on the wrong dude. Yeah, yeah but right. Still. <laughs> Everett's cringing because he thinks it's cheesy, but I thought it was fine. I thought it was, fine <laughs> it was so cheesy. It was it cheesy, but hey. like that though. I I was not expecting. I'll say this: I was not expecting to laugh during this movie and I laughed so much. Yeah, you I mean, laughed twice. Parts. It was enj- it, that's why it was enjoyable, And that wasn't a I laughable think. moment. It was laughable. It used its tongue to push a button. <laughs> that was funny. I thought you were talking about the freezing and the arm coming off. That was goofy Part too. No, that I was, liked it. That it, was it very much just goofy in like the way that Evil Dead 2 is goofy in some yeah. ways. Like that's how this like, film feels. Okay. Um, I laughed because at the opening scene you see the two dudes, the two guards uh-huh. and they're just... Oh yeah, chewing gum like in <laughs> unison. I I I yeah. Uh, no, there was a laugh. bunch of parts I thought were funny. The uh, 
what's it, the general throw rolling <laughs> bowling with bowling with a grenade. grenade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard you crack up. I didn't think yeah. he was bowling. I thought you were laughing at I the CGI it's grenade. So yeah, the CGI. It's backing up from it. I like the. Uh, and then he like looks so serious when he's gonna push the button. And it's yeah. like way out in space. Hmm. Yeah, like no. ooh, don't hit me. I thought it was kind of cool whenever he got bit in the back of the head and he he pulled that part of his brain <laughs> that out. Was so stupid yeah, too. that was I liked, stupid. I liked it. <laughs> it reminded I, I me of the Oompa from the, the new Willy Wonka. Like, it's right behind me, isn't it? And then it happens, and he's like. Oh my brain! <laughs> and, that, I, uh, and that guy, we all noticed it this time. Like, he's a hairy dude. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! It's like a that fucking werewolf or something. <laughs> we all laughed at that one. Yeah, it just horrified what? me. That was the scariest part of this <laughs> His movie. Werewolf arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the heck happened to that guy? Did he fall into the potion? He was actually in no an experiment. Idea. Um. So he the, was trying to figure out a way to get rid of his hair. Beast. So the aliens this time around. Um. They're mutated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of obviously the hybrid DNA in them, uh, they were made to be more angular and slightly deformed. Mostly seen like seen like in the chest section. You can notice it a lot whenever they're swimming or when that one is climbing up the uh, ladder. Mm. Um, so as the chest section, the head is more slender. The tail is just as long as the dragon from Alien Three, with a sharp point on the end like the Queen normally has. Mm-hmm. Um, legs are also quadruped style. Meaning they're, you know, like they're jointed backwards. Mutations were all due to the eggs coming from a clone queen. Um, And not only this, but these aliens have human memories. They have emotions and advanced intelligence, um, as well as new ways of developing to communicate with another, like one another. Like we were seeing the three have essentially having an argument. And then that one just screaming. Yeah. And then dying. Yeah, and then getting stabbed. Then I, I was trying to figure that out. Taking one sure for the team. Were, if they were fighting or they were saying, okay, one of us needs to die so we can get out of here. And then that one's like, okay, I'll do it. And they're like, <laughs> and you should like, do a voiceover for that. Yeah. yeah, I'll write the, I'll do the, the <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> let's um, kill him. Okay, Bob, let's do it. Since we're talking about the Bob creatures, Bob. let me talk about oh. the queen for a minute. Um, because she's already been introduced in the movie Ooh. just in the first five minutes, like I said. Fuck that bitch. Um, what a cutie. So here's the thing. Uh, due to being a clone, uh, a second reproductive cycle was given to her, right? And the reason for this is because Ripley, at the time of her death, was pregnant. She was pregnant with the doctor's son. That wouldn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all, but that is the whole reason that there is a newborn. That, but... That's not even enough time. What? So that's Ripley, like a day. You aren't pregnant after a day after having she sex. Wasn't that long? She was. I think uh, not from when he died to when she died. And didn't Alien Alien Three took place roughly over two weeks? Okay, but when did they have sex? And when did he her, take blood samples? Her second or third day there, and I don't know that. I don't know, but I'm just telling you that is where the idea came from. Oh is God! That okay. In the production notes of. Uh, of Alien 3, uh, people saw, like, the Joss found the idea that she had sex with the doctor and was like, oh, she was pregnant, and that's how this is going to make sense. Too bad you don't have enough time to get pregnant. So. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm trying to that, make yeah, it realistic. No, I, I, I can't make any more sense than that, but that is why there is a, that is why there is a newborn. Um, obviously, Ooh. she had a mental link to Ripley. Um, 
which there's another mental leak. That it leaked. seems like they all did, though. Yeah, well, all the aliens did. And initially, there was going to be a mental link with all of the clones. And we'll get into that. But um, this was just some fun behind-the-scenes information. This was the exact same head of the queen that was used in Aliens. That's what I thought, because it looked like it. Yeah. Exactly. And they destroyed it. It was a complete (laughs) full-scale puppet built with the dome for the newborn to come out of. The reason why the queen was included was because they felt that Alien 3 let fans down by having a single alien after giving them 100 aliens with the queen and that the fans missed the queen, so they're... They're like, we need a reason. We need a queen in here. There needs to be a reason for that. And that's what we have here. So, yeah. So, we go on the movie a little bit. And uh, we have Ripley learning, for better or worse. Hand. Fuck. I like fork and fuck. Yeah, yeah that like, was a good that one. Is something I laughed at that point, too. Yeah. Fuck. See? I laughed at good man. That is something I... I, I she I, learns I, I, that It's always fast. in my head. Um, something that was left out. Uh, that's in just a quick line in the director's cut that wasn't here is that Waylon Utani, the reason why it shut down, because it was bought out by Walmart. That's hilarious. <laughs> bought out by Walmart. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that entire conversation where she sits there and tells them they're all they're all dead. That almost felt like this Ripley Ripley Eight feels a lot like Newt. That was a note I wrote, I wrote down. And I never really noticed mm-hmm. it before, but after reading about the Joss Whedon script, I kind of have a different prism to look through. Hmm. I will tell you that I like this crew a lot. I like this crew, this fucking ragtag crew mm-hmm. of Joner and Christy and everybody. But I like this crew. I like this crew almost as much as I like the Marines from Aliens. Like, uh, I, I feel like, like they're more. all really memorable. Whereas in Alien 3... I feel like in the assembly cut, you get a little bit more things that are memorable, but really, essentially, they're not. They're just interchangeable. It reminds me of The Matrix. Explain. The crew. Yeah, I oh, felt okay. very Matrixy, especially at the beginning when but we meet them. Matrix in their was ship. Later. Yeah. <sighs> their crew. I understand, but The Matrix was later. But I didn't see the. I didn't see this till today. Also, I li- really yeah. liked that Grant Ward wannabe. He was cool. I don't know who you're talking about. Who are you talking about? The captain was totally Grant Ward. The cap- Captain Elgin? Of the Betty? Yeah. The black-haired guy? Yeah. Grant Ward. Yeah. He looked like Grant Ward, and he acted like him, too. I don't know. I don't see that. I don't either. But I would say, he must give one hell of a foot massage. Oh, right? damn. Like, I was, I was, yeah, she I was, was like, wondering what was going on back uh, there. Like, uh, the, you yeah. know, the like starting Yeah, like, like, can I see a little bit more if I turn this way? <laughs> and then way? you have her whole backside... Which like, was and, nice. and some thigh, and you're like, "What the oh, yeah. fuck is going on?" I started getting confused. I was like, <laughs> "What's going on here?" Right. She um, was really into it, though. She was really into it. Uh, did you like the model work? Like all the ship stuff of her work. She yeah. has a great model, but yeah, she can't it. swim for I shit. Was, especially, uh, there like, was one part that I didn't care for. Yeah, model work. Everything looked great. Only thing I didn't care for was the scene of the chair spinning i thought that was a little tacky what chairs spinning where the guy's uh wheelchair why oh yeah when he's about to he's like sorry we're gonna have to leave it behind and yeah. he's like okay let me spin around in it real quick one <laughs> just time just one so, more time so, just so the audience can see it works yeah that's oh, kind of what it felt i like. didn't think yeah, that that's i just exactly thought he I wanted felt. one more go around because he's not gonna have a chair no more that's what i would do no that was that was 
He's like, okay, my poor showing chair. off his, his chair yeah. that he came up with. So we see the crew. We see the crew meet Ripley, and she's doing basketball of all things. And doing that basketball. shot, the blind shot she makes. Okay, did she, she really make it? She really made it. She trained for six weeks to do such a thing. No, and then they weren't gonna allow her to do it. They were like, no, like you're gonna. T- it's gonna take two hundred shots. Blah blah blah. And she was just like one take. And they're like, okay. And then she did Bad it. Ass. She did it. And to Scorny Weaver, this is number three on her like the most important moments of her life. <laughs> her wedding day, wedding day is number one. Birth of her child is number two. And I quote, number three is making that shot in Alien Resurrection. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, after she did it, like people like. Uh, Ron Perlman didn't believe it and he turned and he broke character and he's like holy fucking shit she did it and they had to cut it They, I mean like they just you can see his mouth start to move as they cut away from him that is so funny yeah um, that was an impressive shot it was. one take which man that was the most strange scene watching this is it's like she's a superhero I liked it it was like no. what is happening I think I liked it I don't know. You weren't th- you weren't like just befuddled. I like, think there was part I want to be of me. Like Mike. There was part of me that was just like, I know this is cheesy, but like I think it's kind of cool. I would in be a really her. cheesy. It way. was just confusing to me. I'm like, she just got hit in the face with a dumbbell and she's fine. Yes, yeah. she's alien in her. You see her bleed. The blood falls. It turns into acid. It makes sense. Mm. Right. Um, it didn't make sense to me. Mm, I was very confused. It does make sense. You you didn't get it. That she's a clone. Yeah. How does that mean she's alien? She's though? hybrid. She's yeah, hybrid. I get that now, but when watching the movie, I'm like, she's it's part I think of the they mystery. They showed the blood, blood before that, didn't it they? It was meant to be part of the mystery thing. Yeah. That's what I was You're saying. Like, I was what? just confused. And oh. then her blood falls, and you see the oh. from her nose. Yeah. She wipes it away and flicks it, and it, they show it on the ground, and it. I starts saw. melting. I remember. I was watching the same movie. Okay, so that should have told you right there. Um, right around this time, after Christy makes her makes his trick shot, mm-hmm. uh, killing the guard behind him. I laughed at that point too. Yeah, um, mm. it's alluded. Uh, he alludes to being par- apparently a hitman. That's kind of his backstory. Oh yeah, I just took. And it he's as- dead shot. After uh, kind of like actually after watching this, it makes with that knowing that it makes a little bit of sense. But you can find that in there. Yeah, they should have told us he's that. Two of those directors cut. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the score here felt a lot more like Alien. It felt big. Mm-hmm. It felt grand, unlike three. And part two had a great score, but more of an action score. Um, I liked that a lot. I felt like Michael Wincott, Elgin, died way too early. Yeah, like I was I like, same way. he was my favorite crew. I, I was. I, I thought he was awesome. Yeah, and then really he dies. Cool. It's like no. Right. Did you like the souvenir scene? No. She rips it out and hands it. I didn't. I thought that was hilarious. Like, I was like, why is it so badass? I was just like, that is awesome. Well, it's like a gummy oh, worm, too. I thought too. it was like a it sexual does. innuendo type thing. Uh, I'm not joking. You're weird. Um, <laughs> I thought it was so... Well, well, it was paint is shaped, and she rips it out and says, here you go, souvenir. And no, I, was I like, am what confused the by how they stab people in their skulls with this floppy thing that she just hands her it's like a penis well, it's all muscle that's the only th- i'm that's yeah, the only time i'm going is. to like, relate with what the, she said the blood flows Fills through up it. with blood <laughs> yeah that was, and, it's, and it's really hard and powerful we've already talked about it's this. for penetration based off of a sexual thing <laughs> yeah i know but i it was, i was just like what now, they now seem we so, know they seem like metal metal and bone 
when they usually come out and mm. kill people. <laughs> no, they're muscle. Um, I just I'm thinking. Uh, d- everybody <laughs> hates Earth. I don't understand that, yeah. but everybody hates Earth here. I thought it was yeah, just because I was like, I <gasps> it was just, oh no, Earth, and they were like, well, fuck that, fuck Earth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was like, heard, oh, okay, I only heard never Jenner mind. Say stuff about it. Well, like uh, Chrissy was like, ah, Earth man, like you kidding me? Uh-huh. What a shithole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they then tri- they get there, and she's like, "It's beautiful." Right. It call is anyway. Which call sneaking around? Like, did you guys think? What did you guys think was up with call? I, I didn't catch it, but I did think later on it. It. This is probably not their intention, but it kind of hints at it because she asks uh, Ripley, or she says to Ripley, "I can't believe you killed one of them. That's like killing one of your own." And I'm like. Did you just say that to Joner and Christy when they were just killing a bunch of dudes in the no hall shit, in right? the, the mess hall earlier? But they're not one of her kind, so I think or, I guess she still could have said it because they're the ones killing them. Yeah, and I think it's more just like the maternal aspect uh, that they all came from Ripley. They're all clones uh, from Ripley. Maybe I don't know. Um, but speaking of clones, we eventually get to the most terrifying scene in this movie, and that is the clone room. What did you guys? Think about that. Ew. That was pretty gross. There's a lot of gross stuff in this movie. There was a lot. And that was part of the idea. That Um, poor girl had nasty pits. Well, you know, here's the thing is like uh, this film, like he wanted it to make it like slightly sexually uncomfortable because he felt the original alien film is sexually uncomfortable. Mm. The clones were designed by uh, the collaborator that Jeanette brought on Nigel and Chris Halls. The idea was to show progression and balance or lack thereof in each clone, which we kind of got. The mutations were based on real-life birth defects, uh, like the look huh. of them. They used a lot of like uh, like uh, medical reference to do figure that out. And the, there was initial an initial idea that each clone was a different side of Ripley, and they would all be telepathically linked to her. And as eight would get close to the other seven, um, she could hear their thoughts. They could enter her mind, um, like she would hear all these screams and cries for help. It was going to be a lot more traumatic than what we ended up getting. But what we got, like, still is very, like, ugh feeling. Yeah. yeah. So I thought Weren't they was... all dead? It felt very... No, they were, the one? they were all still alive. They were all I just... thought they were all dead except for the one. And that, like, you know, when people keep dead things in jars. It felt yeah. very X-Files-y. It did feel, especially that one uh, with the alien head with the, the song. teeth, mm-hmm. like, felt like very X-Files. Um, Your expression when you were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> she was the guy. Uh, so we get, a, we get a little bit further, um, and we meet Purvis. Jarvis? Purvis. And uh, he's the guy that has the alien inside of him. How did yeah. this? How is this dynamic to you guys? Like, I was like, kill him. Is that what why you, would why? you leave him alive? He's gonna go through like immense pain, insane pain. And they hint at that uh, Christie's a, a hitman again in this scene because he's like, I'll just do it in the back of the head, be pain, quick and painless. Like, mm. and there was another. Like, I heard that and I was like, there's another hint. He's a hitman. Like, there that is. Uh, but yeah, like, what did, what would you have done? Would you have killed him? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. No, kill him. I probably would have asked him what he wants to be done with. Actually, you want us to kill as you? soon as you find out that Call is a synth, mm-hmm. whatever, Android. kill the doctor, kill that guy, let's go. Right. But they don't find that out until after the water scene, which, I mean, we get through 
I still find the scene actually really beautiful and surprisingly felt like a lot of the CG in this scene held up. I did. The water whenever, scene? Whenever they're underwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever yeah. they come out of the water and there's the alien on the ladder, it kind of falls apart. Yeah. But underwater, I felt like it looked pretty good. I think I that they so look like they belong in the water. They kind of do. That was part of the mutations. that They would kind of be almost like uh, they were more agile and easier to move through the water. Sigourney Weaver was also Oof. moving pretty and and ag- 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 she could swim. Yeah, yeah, agile. she could swim. But that one girl can't swim for shit. No, no. And Christy wasn't swimming either. He was just grabbing onto the grates on the bottom. He's like, I'll I know. Just do I was this. like, that's probably the best way to do it. You're using less energy and I would have been doggy You can just pull yourself. Yeah. And watching that, I was like, man, I wouldn't want to be like strapped to somebody's back underwater. He's got a gun. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know. They all had devices tucked under uh, under their costumes that uh, they would be able to breathe into and would give them like little bursts of air mm. to be able to stay underwater and film for extended periods of time. That'd be so scary. I don't think I'd be able to do oh, it. Oh, it would be. And especially like holding your eyes underwater, open underwater. Like, yeah. That f- oh. burns. Like, yeah. I don't well, think if so. you just stay under the water, so. it doesn't really burn. Winona, props. You like? I know Winona? you're listening to this. Yeah, you like Winona? <laughs> I do. Props uh, for yeah. for start doing the swimming. Yeah, I did. I liked her in this movie. I don't think I've seen. I haven't seen anything yet that I don't like. Don't like, like her from in. her. She's pretty good in this one. Um, this was like the first thing I. Beetlejuice. I mean, like I saw Beetlejuice, but I didn't realize it was Winona Ryder until I watched this movie and like I took notice. I was getting to the point where I was noticing actors a lot more. Mm-hmm. And eventually went back and watched Beetlejuice. I was like, oh my God, like that's, that's call. And then I would watch Edward Scissorhands. Oh my God, that's call. Like, and it's like, well, it's Winona Ryder, but you know, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. And so the team finds out they're an Android. And I don't know if you guys got this, but DeStefano is extremely overly excited to find out that she's a robot. It must be rare. Yeah. He's like going crazy. Like, it's like, whoa, dude, like. It's, it's like, winning, a the, it's like winning the lottery. But we're about to Except die. Yeah, I, like it's like we have bigger things. Like I don't know. I just I I always find that a little out of character. Um, Bucket list check off. I guess probably. So an alien, right? We had mother. It was an exposition. And here we, we, had, we father. had father. We had father. Father's dead, bitch. Yeah. Now, that's not what she said. That but seemed asshole. initially <laughs> that seemed very cheesy to me mm-hmm. because. Mother's an acronym. Is father an acronym, or is that just really silly thing they just wanted? To throw I don't know, in here? but I thought it was hilarious that he was a holy bible. Yeah. Did you notice that when they unplug father, it's mm-hmm. a holy bible? It is. It says holy bible yeah. on it. I did. I noticed it, it yeah. but I didn't quite understand what was happening. Oh, that was the computer. That was that oh. was father. Father's a bible. Oh, I thought it was just a I bible had... in the chapel, and no, I thought that was so cheesy because that's that's after that the screen she's like father's dead. Oh, we unplugged him. <laughs> Good times. So after when they get out of there, they they open some doors. Call talks the, takes over. Ripley falls down into the nest. She falls down into Devil's Snare. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> it what looks just of? like Devil's Snare in uh, hey, the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, devil snare, devil snare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the living floor, here's some here's some trivia. Is I thought the that scene was beautiful. Or she just goes... <laughs> yeah, she was just... What is all that shit? Laying well, there. I'm, gonna, I'm about to tell you. Yay! So uh, it was a, it was, the nest was a tribute uh, to a Giger's painting called The Passage Temple Entrance. I thought it was beautiful. The director found it to be most uh, the most interesting thing to shoot 
it was a mix of actors, latex, and animatronics. And it actually, like, that whole thing took up about 20 by 15 feet. Whoa. It was not a simple set. That was, I, I thought that was really cool. It's a, it's an awesome visual. And you guys probably don't remember, but when this film was being, uh, release like a lot of the production materials had her laying there in that nest with alien resurrection beneath it and it was like what the fuck is this Mm. like it's a beautiful image that's what i was thinking it's very much very much like you know kind of like him doing his uh you know injecting his unique vision in here um which another scene right after that is very kind of art housey like what am i seeing when she's hugging the alien well he's taking her to the queen yeah and like I used to watch this on a shitty VHS and you could not make out that she was moving at all. I was like, is she dancing with an, with a xenomorph? <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was what I thought. Like, cause she like looks at him and like looks back and looks up at the sky and it's like, we're dancing. Yeah. I was, I was like, is she fucking dancing? What is going on here? Um, but yeah, like that was a very slow-mo art house shot. And then we get in and we find out not all is well with the queen. Poor queen. She is, she's about to give birth and she's about to give birth to a nasty thing called the newborn. You. And let me tell you about it. Um, so it was design for it. It was, and it was designed by Chris Halls, the guy who helped out with clones and Jeanette. Uh, it was originally meant to be tall and skinny with like about, about seven and a half feet tall, skinny, large, ginormous breasts, both reproductive organs. What? And a more drone-like head, like almost like just dropping the drone head on top of the uh, on top of the newborn's body. There's a lot of models made. Uh, eventually, they redesigned it to make it bigger, like more wider, make it a little bit more human-like in the face, and also wanted it to look like a premature baby, like where the veins were almost like born on the outside. It lost the breast, but the reproductive organs remained. Breasts were there. Um, yeah, I saw breasts. There were breasts. They were not like what they like they here. Like they were talking boobies. like double D breasts, like oh. boom boobs. Why would they <laughs> want breasts? It was a thing for Giger. Like they were, they were paying tribute. There you Giger, go, buddy. Pretty much. Oh, okay. Um, well, they still boobies. got breasts, and it was uncomfortable. So yeah, and the idea was that it was xenomorph with human skin, and it was already petrified and starting to rot. Uh, they built a full scale puppet of it. And that's what we see all throughout the film, from the time it bursts out of the queen to the very li- to the very end, before they suck it through the uh, the air uh, or the the window there. Um, the initial final design, however, did not have eyes. They were after they were added after Jeanneau figured uh, saw the puppet and figured that it looked silly. He argued since it was half human, it made sense that it had for ha- made sense for it to have eyes. Otherwise, it could not convey any kind of emotion that he was looking for. So mm-hmm. what they did is they did a cast of uh, Sigourney Weaver's face and beneath those eye holes is simply just another Sigourney Weaver, like a like a like an orbital bone of Sigourney Weaver. Even the eyes were modeled directly after hers. He wanted the newborn to feel fresh and sexually disturbing, which is why the reproductive organs remained, right? Well, mm. the studio, after seeing the initial cut, was completely like disturbed and was like, <laughs> "What the what the fuck is?" Because there was a lot more wide shots on the newborn, and they were like, "What the fuck is that?" And 
you i will bring it over next time if you can't find a picture online you want to see it but like literally like it looks like a vagina with a, a dong yeah. hanging out it looks terrifying um <laughs> so they demanded it be uh all of it be castrated digital, all of it be digitally removed and cut a little bit differently to save money so the vi- biology of the newborn just a little bit about it is that if you obviously if you use ripley as its mother but not only that it was attempting to mate with ripley and then it would kill her uh, very much like a praying, man- praying mantis. It has blood like Ripley, not traditional alien blood. blood well, hybrid blood, I guess. Hmm. Only has human levels of strength, and the new word in intelligence is that of a child, which is why it's so easily aggressive. Um, and due to its sudden death, uh, it's not sure but believe that the creature would have died within a day or so due, due to its skin and unnatural birth. So... Little bit that of, was a horrifying death. Like Jesus I don't Christ, think like that, I yeah, ever yeah. feel bad for something like but that. But it's like, what? Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was like, doing. Oh, make it stop! Yeah, like it was. It's the most disturbing scene to watch. And like often on trips when we would go, when it would come to that scene, I'd be like, nope, we're just gonna stop it there and <laughs> rewind and watch from the start later. Because that that scene just is. It is incredibly disturbing. It's icky. Oh, but it's death. Speaking of its death, it was actually a callback due to a scene that was um, taken out of the original Alien due to budget. Uh, Ripley or Ridley Scott wanted to kill uh, Lambert by having her being sucked out of a window by a small gap in the window, and they couldn't they couldn't figure out that would have been something. That would have been something, especially in 1979. Oh, God. As she's going out. <laughs> yeah. But due to budget and just the fact they couldn't figure out how to make it work in 1979, they decided it best to leave it alone. There is That reminds me of this disturbing thing that happened to me as a child. <laughs> wow. What, watching television. Oh. Waka, waka, waka. Uh, there was a TV show that was like a mixture of Twilight Zone and a mixture of reality TV where they'd like do these replays of terrible thing, crazy things that have happened and you have to guess if they're... Fact or fiction, uh-huh. and then it sh- tells you at the end. Was it called Beyond Fact or Fiction? I don't remember what it was called. We were me. Ripley's I was believe it or not. My dad <laughs> used to s- we would sell flooring, and I'd go with him to set up displays. And we were on a trip and at a hotel, and we were watching it. And uh, this, there was one of the stories, and a lady gets the window goes goes away, and she gets sucked out the window, and then blood spatters oh, all over the other actors, and I'm like, turn yeah, it up, turn, turn it off. <laughs> Oh man! It was it was disturbing, and I can't figure this out. And I never have been able to. But how the fuck did the newborn get on the Betty? He opened the door himself. He, did you see the jump that Ripley had to make? And then later mm. on, there he's th- big. Th- yeah, that thing's kind of chubby. I guess it is. I yeah. meant muscle. But, oh, he, he looked, looked he looked thick. like a fat little baby to he me. He looked pretty swole to me. His little like, did you see his man boobies? Thingy? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But what his did you muscles. Think? It was almost cartoony. It was kind of cartoony, but I mean, like, the thing could con- communicate. Like, it had yeah. very, very vocal, like, human sounds. It was like he was communing in the way that, like, Kong kind of communicated. <laughs> uh, 2005. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, uh, more, but more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. More, more nightmarish. <laughs> I, liked how, I liked how the doctor tried to do it's, like, his little, like, face-to-face thing that he did with the xenomorph at the beginning dude of the he film. tried to he make tr- out he- with a xenomorph I, well he did and then he tried to do that again with the newborn and the newborn's just like i'm gonna bite your fucking head off yeah. like 
Man, and he lost his metal ponytail to that worm tongue. Mouth. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, for metal ponytail. Metal yeah, metal ponytail. Yeah, like him. That's what I'm missing. No, yeah. I meant the worm tongue. But oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just kissing it. And then of course we come to the ending, and the ending, uh, they suck it out uh, through the. And they uh, got to Earth fast. Sweet. The window. Yeah, they mm. get to Earth really quick. Um, the initial, the director's cut ending has them simply landing on Earth. They land in Paris. It is not in the best state. It's so-so, uh, but that's it. And it was... Uh, <laughs> they landed in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Way- Wayland's Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Mart. The company. Um, but yeah, so they land in Paris. And initially it wasn't supposed to look quite so post-apocalyptic it was gonna have snow the director wanted snow and we're like oh i haven't landed snow but i feel it that snow got taken cool. away too uh, uh why do people always have to take away snow there was a there was a scene in that i didn't talk about is that whenever call is hacking into father in the chapel um ripley talks about a girl she knew named newt and how <gasps> call reminds her of her yeah it's a quick little scene that would have been nice but yeah and so we come to the end of Alien, Sigourney Weaver's Alien Saga. Yeah. So I want to see another one with her. Man, she's she knows what she's doing in these are movies. There, apparently, are there <laughs> Did other aliens? I did notice, like by the by she's, this time, uh, calls in the back, and they're like, "Call, come here!" And then she has the realization, "Oh wait, the creature always jumps on the getaway ship at the end." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she has that look in her eyes. Yeah, mm. she does. I thought DeStefano was going to make it. I was surprised, actually. We had so many survivors this go-around. We, we had a ton, yeah. We had yeah. four, yeah. Um, oh, was the five. chest burster right through the doctor or you, the yeah, what did you scientist's think about that? head. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Wasn't that awesome? I like, like that it was kind just of silly stuff, fun. Like, yeah. It seemed bigger than normal, though. Well, yeah, because they had to figure out how the fuck can we make it jump through not only your chest, but this guy's head. Like, we'll just make it a little bit fatter, and we'll have it extend a little bit more. Hmm. But yeah, surprise! Bitches. That's why it took so long to come out. Right. Yeah, that was a fun scene. Did any of the crew members stick with you guys? Besides, I mean, obviously we talked about. Um, I like the hitman guy, yeah. Christy. Christy? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was always my. Like, I thought he was pretty rad. Favorite. I didn't like, like his face, out. but um, his character is fine. I liked the. I like Hellboy. The the, the company's partner guy. The 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 bald guy. Destefado. Yeah. Destefado. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, you liked Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman was fun in this movie. Um, there he, was a germ was of an idea. That, well, there was a germ of an idea that they were going to bring back the serial killer concept from Alien 3 and that Joner was going to be some sort of serial killer. Hmm. Or rapist. At first, I'm like, does, so is he like a monkey man? Because he's yeah. like doing the monkey stuff. I'm <laughs> I was like, super <laughs> confused. And then it. I drops the knife around. down on him and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why did that guy react to us? Well, like, I figured I was like, oh, he must have reaction. a wood leg or something. Yeah. And then I guess he, he couldn't feel his legs, obviously. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it's still a huge like, gash in your leg. Like, yeah. But going out. on him through the movie, I'm like, and he's like, what a waste of ammo. Almost like shoots, shooting a, a spider. spider. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, him shooting the spider. I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's. I think that was probably one of the best parts of him. No. And then I like... um. Call on the wheelchair the leader boy. Who Elgin. gives excellent foot massages? Yeah, you I one need of those, one of those. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Is that the noise you make? Yeah, it's going to be the noise. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. My feet. <laughs> <laughs> after, our last convers- after our last conversation, you're not going to be worried about your feet. 
Ew. What? What was our last conversation? Peggy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Anybody, let's talk about favorite scenes, I guess. Like, unless anybody else has anything to add. My favorite scene. Uh, favorite scene is the scene when uh, Ripley's in, the, like, the nest and she, like, gets sucked down into it. I just yeah. think that, I, yeah. it looks so cool. It's cool. Yeah, such a cool visual. Yeah. They didn't really explain why those people were just hanging out there. Hanging out. Why not? Uh, like, Warm Tail and all those other people were just... Jay chilling. Yeah, well, I mean, they were they were incubators. nesting. Yeah, nesting what? Or they they had been they'd been uh, cocooned. Mm-hmm. For what? Well, I would imagine the drones just do it anyway because it's kind of like what their nature. Yeah, yeah it's no. their nature. Even though there's not eggs, and yeah. she was producing eggs, but she stopped. Yeah. You have a favorite scene ever? Do you have any more notes or anything you want to add? <sighs> Man, it was an interesting film to get through. Yeah, but more enjoyable to you than Alien Three. No favorite scene. No nothing. I liked when the alien got sucked out the window. Oh, God. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> Why? Oh, God. Mommy. Yeah. Oh, oh God. That's awful. <laughs> the effects, though. Um. Yeah, the effects were fantastic. Though. Yeah. Basketball yeah. scene. That shot was the impressive. uncomfortable basketball scene. Yeah, very uncomfortable. I was like, oh, I don't want to be around Ron Perlman. 90s Ron Perlman was dangerous. <laughs> nah, I'm, foot I'm, scene. I'm sorry, I can't come up with foot that. scene. I, I, uh... Sets is the foot scene. <laughs> yep. And by that he means the butt scene. Of course. That was a, a very futuristic thong. That was a very futuristic mm. thong. Not um, really. It looked native. It was gross. I think my uh, I think my favorite scene is probably the butt scene. No, probably actually where they're climbing up the ladder. The water mm. ladder. Yeah. I, I like I that scene and uh, quite a bit of whenever suspense. I whenever I did like that was one of the first images I remember seeing from this film was like somebody hanging upside down shooting an alien and uh, there was like there was a I, I had like a, that too. I had a figure that would you would squirt acid quote unquote acid right and whenever it's they water. threw it in the movie like I was like oh my god that's cool like it was a side effect of their mutation but it's still cool I, but I liked when Joner comes down and like there's that bum bum boom like it was the right amount of cartoony. Dun, dun. You know what I mean? Dun, 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 dun. Like it just. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I like that. <sighs> I do like. Need to die, I like the. But he did anyway. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have worked. I thought he, he was sending up this badass scar, it. you know? Like yeah, I like you know he he's be... too vain for it. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna drown. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not. He already anymore. had acid yeah. on his face. It's gonna reach his brain eventually. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could. True. Yeah, I was, I was coming out anyways. So, well, that's uh, that's Alien Resurrection, and next we get. Prometheus. Yay! Yay! Yay. I'm ready to see it again, yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app and join us next week for Prometheus, as we just mentioned in the podcast. That's what's up next, and we already recorded it, and we're ready to put it out for you guys. So just come back next Wednesday. And also, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us out a ton. Even if it's a negative review, it still makes a difference. So, uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bada bing, bada boom.